listeners. Thank you for joining me for episode three of Listener Leave. We are back at it with another quote, a short story on how I relate to the quote, and to end off a few affirmations that you can take with you after this episode closes. The quote for today's episode is one that we've heard very frequently. It's not what you know, it's who you know. It's not what you know, it's who you know. I have so many experiences that prove this quote true, and I'll share a couple, one of them from my personal life and one of them from my professional life. So to start off with my personal life, to make this hit home, my experience with it's not what you know, it's who you know, is that for many years, I was pretty faithless. Not because I was raised without faith, I was definitely raised around religion, but because the primary person I was around for over a decade had no faith or hope. I have put myself in higher places due to my education and experiences, but more so because of the people I know. The reason I bring up the personal experience is that we have to be very careful about who we have in our inner circle who has access to us every day because those voices are the ones that we hear most frequently they become our inner voice if those people are not already our parents they replace our parents voices and it's just really important that the people that you surround yourself with on a daily or weekly basis are positive, are good energy, good vibes, and supportive. They don't always have to agree with you, but they understand you. They don't just know you, they understand you. And so my personal experience with somebody who is faithless and hopeless is that that person's energy and way of thinking and way of looking at the world really rubs off on you. Even if you disagree, even if you know that you think and feel differently, you can't help but adopt some of those feelings and some of those thoughts and some of those words if that's what you hear every day. And so that really affected how I thought of my education, that really thought that really affected how I thought of myself in the working world as a woman. And so now I will get into the experience I have with my professional contacts. And that is, you know, during this time, uh, I had graduated at 29, which with my bachelor's and it took quite a while and when I graduated from my bachelor's with education it led me to classroom teaching as oftentimes it does and classroom teaching was not for me it actually made me question public education completely I subbed and dabbled in a lot of different teaching positions before deciding to abandon traditional teaching altogether. I was completely lost in this moment. I didn't know what I had spent so many years in college for, um, the questioning that was going in around me from society, from people close to me, was really getting to me as far as like, what are you doing? What do you expect it to do? So on and so forth. 
And so I decided to make a list of things that I was interested in doing when I was sure of myself. Because in this moment, I was completely lost. And so I thought, well, you know, I was so sure of myself and so confident when I was a teenager. So what did I love to do when I was a teenager? And I made a list of everything from the type of music I listened to, the type of art that I liked, what I liked to do for fun, and a lot of it revolved around writing, and a lot of it revolved around expression and just kind of releasing the writing. And so this, along with the fact that I was spending a lot of time in the car, and I happened to learn about City Bureau, which is a journalism lab in Chicago on the south side, it led me to a journalism fellowship. And this experience was only 12 weeks, but it was wonderful. It really opened my eyes to the type of writing that is out there, and not just journalism writing, but the process, the process of writing, the process of collecting information and stories, the importance of stories. And getting to know people, not only the people that you're interviewing, but the people that you work with. And how everyone all of a sudden becomes a resource. Not just for you to use, but for you to take along with your journey. So, at the end of this fellowship, I reached out to one of the City Bureau co-founders. And I asked, wow, I loved this where can I get more of this with youth? Like, where is a version of this with youth? And luckily, serendipitously, there was an application open for a student voice and activism fellowship. And she knew the program coordinator personally, and she sent me the information. She referred me to this woman. And I applied, I got an interview with youth, which was very intimidating, and I got the position as a media literacy instructor. Even Even though this experience was only eight weeks, I really changed what I wanted to do with my, with my life. It really opened my eyes as to who I want to be around what I want to do specifically with youth and the fact that I didn't want to teach. I wanted to continuously learn and I wanted to be in a space of equity with youth where we are learning together, not where I am the holder of all knowledge. And so the program coordinator then had eventually left her position and by October referred me to fill her position. I still applied. I interviewed again with youth. And because they knew me personally, because we built this relationship, because people are resources, I got the position as program coordinator, something that I would never have imagined was conceivable months after deciding to leave teaching altogether even though this isn't a traditional teaching position. My moral of the story, 
of this story is not only it's not what you know, it's who you know, but to have value in the people that are part of your story. See value in their conversation, in their experiences, in the reason they want to be in contact with you. I don't think that we should underestimate at all the power of knowing people and them knowing us. I believe this is sacred. So I encourage everyone to go out, make connections, make yourself known. You will not be forgotten. Just like sometimes we remember people and we don't know why we remember them. But there's something there because there's something that we can take with us to our next step. Allow people to take you to your next step. And we kind of have to do the work in in this by asking. Just as I did with the City Bureau Fellowship. I, I asked. And I made the appropriate relationships in the youth fellowship group in order to elevate in that and so I just encourage everyone to make connections and know that you are one of those connections that people should know so to finish off affirmations there's five I am worth knowing I am worth knowing I grow with each person I get to know. I grow with each person I get to know. I am here to connect to the world. I am here to connect to the world. People are resources. People are resources. I surround myself with good energy. I surround myself with good energy. Now, before I repeat them one last time before leaving, um, I want to remind you that it's really important with affirmations that you repeat. Repetition is key in order for it to be embedded in your mind so that it is a part of your inner voice. It comes naturally to you just like some of the negative talk we we have that comes so naturally to us so i encourage everyone to choose one or two of these that really resonate with you that you want to take forward in the next week and repeat it 10 times a day try to do it during a time that happens every day like showering or washing the dishes or driving or reading or waiting for the zoom waiting room to open up for you whatever it may be okay so i am worth knowing i grow with each person i get to know i am here to connect to the world people are resources i surround myself with good energy thank you for joining me today